Hey guys, welcome to the Dead Dad Society. My name is Mitch Garling. Thanks for checking out this first episode. Hope you guys like it. If you did like it, tell your friends, like, subscribe, all that stuff. But uh, yeah, here's the first episode, little solo episode, getting to know this old guy. Welcome to the Dead Dad Society. Oh, the whole gang. Everyone, it's just me. Uh, it's just me at this point. Uh, I'm, I'm Mitch. Mitch Garling, I am your host. Welcome to the society. The society is in session, guys. Uh, I have, unfortunately, I have a, I have a dead dad. And uh, every, uh, Alvin, my producer, do you, do you have a dead, do you have a dead dad? Your dad's alive. Well, <laughs> nice, nice for some. Uh, but no, welcome to the society. You don't have to have a dead dad to be here. Um, but you know, look, I'm, I just want to get to know some people. I'm going to put the call out to some of my friends to come and hang out. Um, this is, it's a little video podcast. We're going to be, we're going to be chatting, you know, chuck it out to my sports people mates, to my comedian mates, to my acting mates, to my just interesting folk, right? I just, I feel like I need to get across like the dead dad thing. Like it's not, it's not a prerequisite. Like you don't have to have a dead dad to come and hang out. Uh, look, if you have a dead dad, oh, come, come hang out. We'll give you, there's a commemorative pin. Uh, I don't have the pins yet. I don't know why I even looked around just then and pretended like I had them. I haven't even ordered them. So uh, the dead dad pins, let's pretend there's one in my hand right now. You guys can have a dead dad pin if you have a dead dad, <laughs> that's, that's fine. Alvin, my producer, he's, uh, he's behind the cam. Uh, we're going to chat. We're going to, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be buds. Um, he's, he's got a big, uh, he's got a big thing for Anna, Anna Diamas, the, the actress, um, that you guys might know Anna from, uh, Knives Out, Blade Runner. She's the new Bond girl. She is, uh, she's a, a beautiful lady and, uh, but a brilliant actress. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to forget that. She's a beautiful actress. So, <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll, we'll check in with Alvin. He loves Anna. Like he'll, he'll update us. Do, do you have any updates for, for us for Anna today? Not really. Uh, not today. Not today. Uh, that's why I have one. She didn't win at the Golden Globes for Knives Out. So, but that's, that's okay, man. That's all right. Um, but yeah, Dead Dad Society. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about the logo. If you guys have seen the logo for, for the Dead Dad Society, um, it's amazing work. Uh, it's like a fake Christmas wreath, right? With just all things that are synonymous or synonym, synonymous, synonymous, eh, whatever. Um, so things that you relate to dads, right? You've got sausages, you've got kiss the cook, you've got a footy. Uh, you've got socks with sandals. That's that's a massive dad life thing, um, and it was uh, it was actually done for me by uh, Ashley Duncan. She's an awesome graphic designer from Newcastle, and uh, yeah, follow her on Instagram. Uh, it's at Don't Kill the Llama. She's so good, and uh, yeah, she's done some great work for me. Uh, jump on Redbubble, uh, grab her t-shirts. I'm gonna grab uh, some of them soon. Wear them on the pod. You guys will love it. Um, I've got my sloth shirt on today. That's not a that's not one of her designs. I uh, just actually, I just love sloths. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at right now. I was wearing my sloth shirt. I'm just loving life. Um, guys, I want to use this podcast. Like I want to use this podcast to, to raise an awareness, if you will. Um, you guys know the movie Paul Blart, Paul Blart Mall Cop, uh, about an overweight man who uh, has a security job at a mall. Um, played by Kevin James as uh, most overweight men roles are played by him but Paul Blart 
Mall Cop is probably my most hated movie of all time. Um, it's the only movie that I have genuinely ever actually walked out of. Um, I was about 25 minutes into the movie. Uh, when I went up, I went back to the uh, event cinemas girl or Grady Union at that point, I think it was, um, went up to the event cinemas girl and I was like, hello, this movie makes me sad and it's supposed to make me happy. So if you could please give me my money back, that would make me happy uh, when I'm supposed to be happy. You know what I mean? Like, it's not... It was not a good movie, but Paul Blart, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to rid the world of all copies of Paul Blart. Um, I've used my Facebook page over the last couple of years to, to show my hatred. A lot, of people have, uh, a lot of people have sent me copies of Paul Blart, which is really cool. People brought copies of Paul Blart. I actually bought it on iTunes. You bought it on iTunes? Back in uh, 2011, 2010. You have a, have you have a, a non-physical copy. You have a non Oh man, you just, I feel like sometimes you feel like you know someone and then, and then they say things to you like they like Paul Blart and I just don't know how to even act around you, man. Um, yeah, wow. Well, hang on. So you bought that of iTunes, then that's like a, what's that? 13? You're 11 years old. Okay. All right. Well, you were, you were learning, man. Yeah. Puberty hadn't even happened. You didn't know what was going on. Oh dude. Okay. All right, so let's we can move past that. That's so. Hang on, the third, what's that like? 12, 12, 13, 14 dollars, like something like that, or was that when it was like? It was something like that, yeah. Man, so if you log onto iTunes right now, uh-huh. it will be there for you. Yes. That's it's, amazing. It's in my iTunes library. So every time you get a new iPhone, or like, does it? Have that cloud thing to say like, hey, you can have this if you want it, mm-hmm. and you click it every fucking time, you no doubt. Oh man, that's uh, that's truly that's truly upsetting. I don't know how I'm gonna get your phone to smash it, but oh Jesus, oh bro. But um, yeah, we gotta rid the world. We have to rid the world of all these copies of Paul Blart. It actually kills me. But yeah, people brought uh, people brought copies to my Sydney Comedy Fest show and gave them to me, uh, which was good. And I used a um, I used a whipper snipper. Uh, to destroy those copies you can check that video out on my facebook it's good fun um but yeah i have a i've actually have a have a lady that uh that works at vinnie's uh vinnie's near my house uh, st vincent de paul the the op shop she works there and uh every now and then uh she'll give me a call and tell me when a copy has come in uh that's just you know we're super tight like that her and i and uh yeah she's she looks out for me but um yeah never pay never pay more than you know, a couple of bucks, you know, like I'm not, I'm not crazy, but I'm never, I'm never going to pay like a JB Hi-Fi or an iTunes, you have fucking psychopath, like $13 to pay to watch Paul Blart Mall Cop. But yeah, so please, if you guys do have any copies of Paul Blart Mall Cop, send it my way. I will appreciate it greatly. Um, or if you guys just even want to film yourselves, just smashing a copy of Paul Blart Mall Cop, that'd be cool. Paul Blart Mall Cop 2, if you want, uh, haven't even, didn't even bother. Um, so did you, but if you tell me that you have it, I'll, no, no, no good. Okay. <laughs> oh God. See, that's it. I like, it came out around the same sort of time as another one, uh, another like Paul, uh, not Paul, another mall security movie yeah. called Observe and Report with Seth Rogen. Oh, I and like, 
Nah, look, they, all all security mall cop movies are not that great. In in all honesty, we should do one, but um, <laughs> but yeah, ah, oh, dude, but. Man, I just like I said, it feels like you know someone, and then and then they just come at you with that kind of yeah, dude. You really kill me there, but yeah, guys. Oh, look, oh, let's move on. Let's just move on from the pain, the, the hatred. Um, I yeah. So I'm. I'll, I'll give you a little bit about myself, right? For for people who don't know, don't know me, uh, which is probably uh, everyone. Uh, my name's Mitch Carley. I'm a stand-up comedian from sydney uh i'm a, i'm a married married man uh, i have a daughter uh she's a little uh girl, a little baby and yeah things are things are good things are good but uh no guys i've actually actually just recently embarked on a bit of a weight loss journey um i was uh you know finding myself uh, having the having the newborn daughter i was finding myself i guess quite um, t- finding myself quite tired and, and quite sore, you know, you're carrying around this baby, and uh, and I was I got comfortable, you know, like I maxed out weight wise, and was like, it just got to the point where I was like, I'm gonna have to do something. And I know you guys are probably looking at me right now, and you're like, but that guy, he's he's still fat, and like, yeah, yeah, I am. Like, and I know you guys are like, what if that's him? If he's happy with how he looks now, fuck, how bad was it? Um, and it was. It was, it was getting pretty bad, guys. It was getting pretty bad. But this guy, uh, not this guy, the, when my daughter came along, uh, I just felt the need to, you know, try and try and turn things around, right? So I'm on the weight loss journey at the moment. I'm happy to report sitting at 36 kilos lost at the moment. Uh, thank you, everyone. Um, that's that's where the applause. Thank you, Alvin. Appreciate it. I'm still not sure how I feel about you, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, so I'm sitting at 36 kilos lost at the moment, which is pretty good. Feeling pretty, pretty nice you know the, the muscles are feeling good I'm I'm able to do things I'm able to hang out with my daughter I'm able to play with my daughter more than what I was like my wife when uh, when my daughter was quite young I was holding her one day and my wife was like uh, sorry I said to my wife I was like I'm actually this is really hurting like it's hurting my back just to hold her and my wife said uh, yeah well she's only going to get bigger and that thing that sort of uh, that realization I was like oh damn like that's that's so true that's just how humans work they get bigger as they get older and this is gonna suck uh so yeah tried to do these things to to better myself um my wife uh she started doing uh the keto diet as well like she was trying to do keto so i decided to do that with her for a couple of weeks that's pretty good the keto diet um if you guys don't know what it is it's basically where you uh you remove like carbs altogether or it's like absolute minimal carbs and then you uh you just have like you replace it with like high fats so it's you know avocados meats cheeses that sort of thing um and basically your body um and please if you're a dietitian tell me how incorrectly i'm explaining this but basically your body instead of trying to work off uh like run off the energy of the carbs it, it runs off the energy of of your fat um, and you, you do see a bit of a, a drastic weight loss, which is pretty cool. Like I lost, uh, I think I lost four and a half kilos in the first week of doing keto. And all I did was, you know, I was just eating, just eating ham and, and cheese and all these delicious treats. But now keto is good. It's the one thing that like when I was growing up, like I was always taught and I'm sure all you guys were as well. I was always taught fruit, 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 fruit. Like if you, f- if you want to have a snack, have some fruit, you know, keeps the doctor away, all that jazz. Uh, and on the keto diet, it's like, 
no fruit, no fruit, like bad sugars in the, in the, uh, in the fruits. It's really, really hard to be like, because when I started losing weight and like started to see the, the numbers drop, if I was hungry, I'd have a banana. If I was hungry, I'd have an apple, you know, or a pit, pardon me, or something like that. And then you go into this keto diet, which is working drastically, but then it's like, nah, get away from that fruit, you know? And it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's actually, I had a, I filled up, I filled up my car with some petrol this afternoon, right? And I'm, uh, fill it up, going to pay for it, go buy a drink, get up to the front to pay for it. And the lady goes, uh, uh, you know, whatever pump it was. And then says, do you want a, uh, do you want an apple for a dollar? And I was like, no, it's no, I'm fine. Thank you. And she was like, oh yeah, of course. And I was like, <laughs> like, obviously I just kept it to myself, but I was like, oh yeah, of course. Like, what is like, did you say, yeah. Okay. Maybe I was buying a Coke energy drink. Maybe I'm not, Maybe you're not like, oh, this is the healthiest dude in the world. But like, oh yeah, of course. Like that's not, that's not a thing. Like you don't look at, you don't look at me and be like, oh, there's just no way that man even knows what an apple is. Like he's, yeah. So I was just like, come on lady, like just keep your upselling, keep your upselling without emotion. Do you know what I mean? Like if you want to offer me a banana, offer me an apple, offer me some, I don't know, a boost bar or some gum or something. But then when I say no, don't be like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Oh yeah, of course. Like what's, yeah, it, it blows my mind. But just, that's like when you go to KFC or something like that and they're like, do you want to make it large? And you're like, yeah. And like, you can see in their face, they're like, yeah, you fucking do, don't you? You'd love to make it large. You're a big, big grub, aren't you? No, it's, uh, but yeah. So the weight loss stuff is, is going pretty good. I, um, yeah, people are pretty nice. People are pretty cool. Like saying a lot of nice things, you know, you put up, uh, put up photos of, of when you're at your heaviest as opposed to now. And, and people say nice things, which makes you feel good and makes you want to keep going. Um, the thing, one of the things that makes me laugh is when people are super nice, but then don't realize how actually backhanded it comes across. Like there's a, there was a dude at my work, right? And, uh, you know, we were talking about working out and, uh, how I was trying to be healthier and all this sort of stuff. And he turned around and he was like, yeah, man, I'm, uh, look, I'm just so happy that you've decided to do that. Cause for a while there, I was just so worried about you. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, you know, you're walking around, you know, you get KFC for lunch and you'd walk around with like a Pepsi max bottle all day. And, you know, you see, you see you're having snacks and I was just worried about you, man. And it's like, what? Like, I'm sorry. Did I, did my fatness keep you up at night? Is that like you, it was super worrying. What? Like, I don't know. He's just trying to be nice, but it's like, why didn't you tell me when you were worried? Like if you were worried, like if it's, if it's genuinely causing you that much stress or, or anguish, be like, Hey, Mitch, uh, you are having a lot of KFC or Mitch, you drink a lot of Pepsi max or Mitch, you make a lot of bad choices. You know, you, at that point, you got a kid on the way, Mitch, you know, hit me in the heart, pull my heartstrings, Mitch, you've got to do something. But no, this guy, he was just a bloody, just a silent, silent assassin. That guy didn't say a word until I'd lost the weight. And he was like, yeah, that was, that was bad. That was, so it's like, dude, like, I don't know, man. People with their backhanded compliments, it, uh, it kills me. It kills me. They're, people are cool. But uh, yeah, what's, I, so that's, that's life. That's life for me. 
at the moment just trying to lose weight and just just living and got my little daughter and doing comedy and having a good time but Australia Australia is not having a good time at the moment our, our beautiful country it's on fire like I've got some like what are the stats so there's a there's over there's hundreds of bushfires burning right now at this point it's 25 people dead there's 20 in New South Wales alone 2,000 homes destroyed, 7 million hectares burnt, and half a million animals, uh, sorry, half a billion animals are dead. Like, if you guys saw the video of uh, Batlow, like the famous Apple Town, uh, there was a video of someone driving in on the highway, and there's literally just animals either side of this highway, and it was very, very confronting, but um, it's just... (laughs) the whole thing like you have no words like and and our our prime minister is like i don't want to come here and get all political guys i know you guys were um you guys loved my uh my weight loss stuff that was pretty good you guys were like oh keep talking about how fat you were don't talk about politics but what's what's being done like nothing you know things are being done now like armies being brought in and there is some funding here and there and it's like like Celeste Barber, the comedian, at last point was raised forty-five million dollars. Like, that's when people in the you know, people that are just celebrities that are using their voice are doing more than the government. That's insane. You know, people like Keith Urban, Nicole Kidman, Pink—they're all donating five hundred thousand dollars. Like, where's that? Should never have happened. Like, we should never have needed this crowdfunding or or any kind of donations from from people. Chris Hemsworth donated a million. Oh, Thor, what a guy! How good's that? You've been, you've been, you just wanted to talk about Chris Hemsworth. You just any any kind of publicity for, for Hemsworth. You love him. You love him. But did you? You might have heard this, man. Did you hear the? Um, did you hear the thing about the conspiracy that they reckon that all the fires link up with, uh, like where most of the fires are happening, link up with where towns are, where they're planning to build the high speed rail. So, like, the bullet train that they want to build right up the East Coast, a lot of the towns that are on fire just so happen to be along the planned route of this thing. Is that a whole conspiracy that that's... It's like, you know, the government are setting these fires on purpose, and it's like, no, man, they're not. Like, that's just a loot. That's like when people used to talk about, like, Port Arthur being a conspiracy for, like, getting rid of guns. And it's like, that's what this is right now. It's... it's, uh, it's Port Arthur, but it's with trains instead of guns this time. And but that's uh, apparently what the government are doing. But but yeah, the conditions are ridiculous. Like you know, it's it's been so hot that like these, like we're based in Hornsby and it's like forty seven degrees in Hornsby the other day, and that's yeah forty nine out west. Like that's just actually insanity. Um, but climate change isn't real, guys. Just please remember that. Um, definitely not a thing. But yeah, the conditions. It's hot. It's windy. Um, there's a girl. There's a girl on my uh, my Facebook the other day that put up a photo. Uh, put up a photo uh, through her window. She put up a photo out her window. There were some trees in the photo. And she said the caption, she said, so windy. And uh, I just, I'll just repeat that, guys. Uh, the girl put up a photo through her window of trees and said, so windy. Um, how, how would I know that? Uh, it's a photo like you've captured a moment in time. You've captured that exact moment. And it's like, oh, so weird. Like it's not even a boomerang. 
or anything like that that might give me some indication to be like, oh, look at the trees. The trees are moving. I understand. Look how windy it is. And like you're shooting it through through your blinds. Like I can see, like just, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not a film director, guys, but you know, pull the, pull the blind up first of all, uh, then take a photo, uh, maybe even just a boomerang or just, uh, best of all, don't fucking put up a photo that says so windy and photo of trees. Who cares? Everyone can look outside. Everyone has the weather app. Everyone knows if it's windy or not. Um, just, uh, yeah, just post some photos of your dinner. You fucking idiot um but so that's my facebook idiot I, I love her she's she's great i'm gonna keep her around but yeah a lot of a lot of chat about you know getting rid of skymo um getting getting rid of him he's a bit of a scapegoat but he is a fucking like a and i you know i say i say aloha to you mr skomo you know um good to good to have you back my friend but i just I, like i've been trying to come up with who i think should be the prime minister, like just as a, you know, in, um, to, to replace him essentially. Um, and you know, there's a, there's a couple of obvious ones, like I mentioned her before, but Celeste Barber, right. She, at this point has raised $45 million. Um, she's a comedian. You guys know her probably from the, you know, recreating stuff, but she's an absolute sweetheart. Like I, uh, went through the New South Wales state finals, of raw comedy with Celeste and she's a, she's lovely. She was always full of advice and she used to be in all saints. If you guys remember that show, um, like that was such a good show. All saints set in a hospital. It had Georgie Parker in it and, uh, it had Mr. Rafter in it from back to the rafters, but that was before he was Mr. Rafter. Obviously he was in a different show there, but that was, a, that was a good show. She used to be in that, but she's, yeah, she's super lovely and she's raising this amazing, total of money like 45 million is actually insane when you sit down you think about it like uh we're going to be doing a, a show up on the central coast at the end of february um to raise money for for the bushfire appeal and uh, and wires and such and when you're trying to figure out you know how much per ticket all that sort of thing and you sit there and you're like okay so we can get 400 in this room you know 400 if we charge 40 dollars a ticket you know what's that looking at 60 is that 16 grand 16 grand Sixteen grand, right? I go, wow, that's so much money. But Celeste Baba has raised forty-five million dollars. Like, that is just actually insane. And I think that's you know she's at at this point, she's absolutely leading the race to be uh, to be prime minister. I think. But uh, I mean, there's a few others that a few others that are doing good stuff. We can't discount them. Nick Kyrgios, tennis player. What do you say? Two hundred? Two yeah, two hundred dollars. Every ace, two hundred dollars for every ace. Uh, now, um, if if that was Mark Philippoussis that was doing that, I don't know if you remember Mark Philippoussis, Alvin, but he was uh, he was a big hitting Aussie tennis player from the nineties, early two thousands, and if he was hitting them for every ace, he he'd be broke. Uh, he the the Flyers would probably have another forty five mil. Honestly, he's uh, that guy. Loved to ace, but yeah, Kyrgios, he's he's doing that, but. 200 per ace but it's not only that like just making that statement uh, has caused like a ripple effect you know like a domino effect of people that want to help out you know you've got all these big bash players that are like oh a hundred dollars for every six and, and i think ash barty is like donating her money uh donating her uh prize money from australian open or sydney open or whatever it is and like that's just yeah that kind of thing it all starts with one little person and i guess that's a similar thing to what celeste did it's like use your 
you know, use your network, grow it. Let's get the, you know, let's get the money. Let's get the money. And they're doing really, really great things. Like people are struggling big time. And these people that, like I saw a tweet the other day, I can't actually remember who said it, but it was talking about the irony that the government cut funding to the arts, but now the arts are funding what the government should be. And I just thought that was so beautiful. If I can find that tweet again, uh, I'll credit it. But it was so, so good. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else can we talk about for the Prime Minister? Um, that guy, the, the RFS... RFS uh, member that uh, told Skoma to get fucked. Uh, that was pretty funny. Uh, so he's in the running. Uh, that was pretty good. Um, bit of controversy coming out now about him. Um, you know, I believe that uh, he may actually, his, his job may be on the chopping block. He might be losing his job with the RFS because of saying that. But, you know, if we're all going to lose our jobs for telling Skoma to get fucked, then we're probably all pretty screwed. Um, but... There's that old lady. There's an old lady um, that wouldn't shake ScoMo's hand. That was pretty... She's she's good value. I like her. Um, I like what she's about. Um, look, I don't... I'd have to have a thing. You know, Pink. Pink was another one. I think she donated 500000 That's amazing. You know, all these people... Pink obviously can't be Prime Minister. Um, she's from America. And as we know with Barnaby Joyce and stuff, you can't have dual citizenship. You can't be... So that's fine. But yeah... I'm gonna. I'm going with Celeste Barber right now. And if anyone wants to, if anyone wants to send me some more ideas, then that's great. But Celeste Barber, you're the new PM. Welcome. I I follow you into the whatever. Um, Celeste, you're the you're the new PM. You're the best. Good luck running the country. You've got a you pick up. Well, you you'll be fine. The last guy did fuck all really, but yeah. So that's good. That's good. 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 But um, there's some stuff like. Have you guys have uh, noticed the? Uh, it causes me a lot of issue. Um, the office works back to school ads have started again, and like obviously I'm a 31 year old man, so like I'm not going back to school. But it gives me it gives me serious PTSD even seeing it because you you know over the summer holidays you're just absolutely loving life. You got that five six weeks off whatever you. You're playing cricket, you're swimming every day, you know, you're going to the movies, you're doing whatever, you're not worrying about homework. And then, you know, a couple of weeks before school starts again, it's like office works just pops up just to be like, hey, don't forget, like the school owns you. They're going to, you're going to be back there real soon. You, you little cretins. But it's, yeah, it popped up the other day and I genuinely got sad. Like I... I shouldn't be sad. Like I'm, as I said, 31 year old man, not going back to school. Um, just got me, just made me real sad. Um, I've got to go, I've got to talk to mum. I've got to see if she'll contact some books for me. Uh, you know, I've got to, I've got to go buy new pens. I've got to buy a pencil case. I'm going to have to cut out the letters for my name to put into my pencil case, just so people know it's my pencil case. Um, will I go with Mitch? Will I go with Mitchell? I haven't decided. Is there enough room on there? Like there's a whole thing. So you get this PTSD, but it just gets me thinking about school and uh man uh, when you're as everyone knows as when you're leaving school or like when school's ending you're like hell yes school's the worst man this sucks and now as an adult you're like i miss school so much i would give most things to go back to school you know what i mean like i don't want to be i'd rather not be 
doing jobs and paying bills. I just want to go to school and play footy at lunch and maybe I have to write an essay every now and then. Like, how good's that? But it got me thinking about some, some memories of high school. Like, I uh, actually... Um, I've never never really told anyone this apart from who was there that day. But um, in year seven, in year seven, I used to catch the bus home. Uh, well, I used to catch the bus home right up until I got my license. But I used to catch the bus home and uh, it used to be about I don't know, 20 stops or something before my house. And uh, I'm on the bus. Uh, I'm holding on to the rails, right? Holding on to the rails. The bus is absolutely packed and holding onto the rails and as we pull up like we're maybe a couple hundred meters away from the first stop i just feel i just feel this rush below me right i'm holding on i just feel this rush and i'm like that's what's happened there and i look down and i've been dacked i've been dacked on the bus like not even just a singular dacking i'm talking double dacking because i was wearing silk boxer shorts which was, I believe, we had to uh, by law because it was 2001 or something. But double-dacked, right? I'm talking like dick out on the bus, which is a sentence that I, I never thought I'd say. Dick's out on the bus, right? And I'm just, stand, I'm just standing there. And because the bus is going, I'm still holding on. Like, if I let go, not only am I dick out on the bus, but then I'm falling over. You know, I'm, I'm just, you know, the force, the force of the bus, right? I'm falling over. And I remember eventually like turning around and hearing all this laughter and looking back and, and there was a guy um, that used to sit right in the middle of the bus, right in the middle seat of the back of the bus. He was kind of like the godfather of the bus, you know, like he'd summon people up to the back of the bus and then, you know, send them away to do jobs like dacking, dacking kids. Um, but, uh, yeah, I got thinking about him the other day and, uh, I, I was thinking about him because he popped up, uh, he's a, he keeps posting in, uh, like a complaints Facebook group that I'm a part of and he just keeps posting in there and I'm like, man, things, you know, things were good for you for a while there where you were the godfather of the bus, but you seem to have a lot of issues now, mainly, mainly with the coffee club, but. You seem to have a lot of issues, my friend, and I don't have that many issues. So, you know, did I, did I take one for the team by getting dacked? Maybe, I don't know, but I, I remember it so vividly, right? Like, like one of my, one of my friends was on the bus, uh, and he literally, I remember him like looking, like looking down at my, uh, my penis out on the bus and, uh, just looked and like I was, that was year seven. Like I was a pretty late bloomer. Like I, I don't think, I think puberty happened till oh, late year eight, I reckon. And he was an early bloomer. So he looked at that and was like, what's that? Like what, what's going on there? I remember that um, from when I was 10, but like, yeah, he, yeah. I just, like I said, there was 20 stops on this bus and this happened as we were pulling up to the first stop on the bus and like as like a lot of school bus routes are it's like they just they fuck around really you know like they go up a street and drop some kids and then come back down the street and then go up another street and do this and do this it's like it's never a direct route um so in that moment of in that moment of uh, just pure embarrassment uh, after i pulled up my pants um i just i just got off the bus um and then i had to walk home and 
I don't know if you've ever walked home for upwards of 40 minutes after you've just had your dick out on a bus. <laughs> uh, it's not good. It's not good. You have a lot of time to think, a lot of time to consider like a different style of underwear to wear. Um, you know, is, is silk boxer shorts with Tasmanian Devil from the Looney Tunes the right option? Probably not. You just go, you need some soft fabrics. That'll help. Hopefully you just won't get dacked ever again. Like I feel like it was one, of, it was like a one and done thing. Um, once you've been dacked, everyone had a laugh. Everyone saw it. Great. You know, you move on. But uh, yeah, so I got to walk home that day just with my emotions. But as the bus drove away, I just remember the guy that dacked me, uh, not, not the godfather, um, one of his little lackeys was uh, just yelled just yelled out of the bus just like see you later loser and uh yeah no i did uh that that felt that felt good um i really yeah loved that um that felt good i got to stew on that the whole way home as well um and yeah as a as a chubby 13 12 year old um i got to have a nice fun walk home uh which definitely didn't uh, didn't kill me but that was a uh, you know it's cool. It's a good time. It's a bloody good time. I used to, I used to actually have a bit of a, uh, a bit of a, um, a, a business, a bit of a side hustle going when I was in school, like year seven, year eight, mum and dad bought a new computer and it was like a whiz bang, amazing computer. Um, but it had the, uh, abilities to burn CDs. So what I used to do is I, I had a bit of a CD burning ring in the high school um you know it was um i would borrow cds from people and then burn them and then sell them to other people for two dollars right so or um i don't know if you remember this but uh hmv 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 yeah hmv insanity for a while there they used to do the wrap that would go around the thing but what you could actually do is you could pop you could pop the cover so what I would used to do is I'd go to HMV, Sanity, whatever, pop the cover, take the CD out, burn a copy, put it back together, take it back, right? So I'd run this little ring, uh, Limp Biscuit, Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavoured Water. That was a big, that was a big seller. Uh, Lincoln Park, Hybrid Theory, that's a big seller. Probably the biggest seller was Tenacious D, their self-titled album that had uh, Tribute had tribute on it so you know that's that was my that's that's something i never really understood actually was in the song tribute by tenacious day where at the start it says um this is the greatest and best song in the world tribute like are they saying this is the greatest and best song in the world tribute like it's a tribute to the greatest and best song in the world or are they saying that this is the greatest and best song in the world tribute like that's the name of it i don't know that's something that i always think about and look i obviously don't have much going on in my life if that's what i think about but i just i need to find that out. can you say you guys tell me what you think it is is it is it a tribute or is the song called tribute let's yeah we'll figure that out but he has to have that ring it's a bloody good ring too i made oh probably probably oh, a couple of hundred dollars i would say uh, which is not bad two dollars a pop uh, if they wanted it to, I'd even um, print out the album cover, 
which is pretty, you know, it's pretty, pretty good technology. Uh, one of my friends had a uh, significant other, I think it's called the other Limp Bizkit album. Um, didn't sell as well as chocolate starfish and hot dog flavored water. Um, probably because it wasn't called chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water as a 13 year old that's the most disgusting but also enticing thing that you want but it also had that song hot dog on it that had like 150 swear words or something there's the line where it's like it's a fucked up world in a fucked up place everybody's judged by their fucked up face and it keeps going 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 yeah that's why it sold well because it had a swear word every two seconds and that's what we loved um I used to love like having like swear words in songs because like mum, like my parents didn't really want me to listen to music that had swear words in it. So what I would do is I would just make conversation with my mum or, or I would talk really loud when I knew there was going to be a swear word in a song I was listening to. So I'd be like, uh, for instance, it's like, um, there's a Grinspoon song, um, uh, a Grinspoon song called, uh, lost control i think it's called as uh um and the line goes like uh fucked up and we've uh, fucked up and we've all been one picture perfect prefect thinks he's fucking one like that thinks he's fucking one and i'd always be like as my mom as my mum came in or was in the room i'd just be like mom like just at that exact mom like just at that exact bit just so she would never hear it. And I got away with it, I like to think, um, until she listens to this. And she probably uh, probably won't give a fuck, really. I'm a 31-year-old man, and she's um, pretty old. So, um, But, yeah, so that was my CD burning ring. I don't know if anyone... Uh, yeah, I think a lot of my friends, I think I helped them. I think I educated them. Uh, definitely educated people on Limp Biscuit, which was good. But, uh, yeah, I miss school, man. I miss school. I was, I remember, like, I literally remember sitting out the front of the PE staff room, like, giving CDs to people and, like, being like, yeah, two bucks. There you go. Two bucks. Yeah, two bucks. Do you have a Pepsi seller? Do you have a Pepsi what? Seller. So this, the Pepsi. Right school that, like, bought, like, cans. Oh, for real? For, like, ten bucks and then sold them for, like, two bucks each. No, no, but we used to get, like, we used to have, like, people that would work at, like, people that would have casual jobs but then they'd always bring in the stuff from their casual jobs. Does that make sense? Like, um, like I had a job at Michelle's patisserie and I'd like take the leftovers to work to school the next day and be like, Oh, a dollar each, whatever. Or like, um, friends that worked at like red rooster would bring you like whole chickens and be like, Oh, hey, two bucks. Like that sort of thing. No Pepsi seller. Like we actually had, we had soft drink in the fridge in the canteen. I don't know if did you had they already like outlawed soft drink in the fridge at Oh no they Or was it like they just had Coke and you guys were like, no, we need a Pepsi we need a Pepsi guy to help us. No, they, they did have no they didn't have soft drinks. Didn't? No. That's why they had the Pepsi cell. The Pepsi cell, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Man, what a guy I'd love to have one now. I'd love to have a guy that just <laughs> Do you need a Pepsi man? I'd be like, Yeah. Fucking I'd love one. That'd be sick. But no, we used to we actually used to our our school canteen we had, uh, we had all different varieties of soft drinks and stuff, but um, vanilla Coke was only in the end fridge. So if you were at the counter, you'd be like, oh, can I get a vanilla Coke, please? And you know that they have to walk all the way to the other end of the canteen. And then while they did that, you just reach over and steal heaps of stuff. <laughs> it was, uh, sorry to my high school canteen. Um, took a lot of chicken and salad rolls, but everyone was doing it. So, you know, if, if your friend jumped off a cliff, would you do it? Yeah, probably would. 
Um, so everyone was doing it. It was peer pressure, and uh, we all had some delicious chicken and salad rolls. But also, don't charge three dollars fifty for a vanilla Coke, and I won't steal. Um, so, but that's that, that's on you guys. But um, yeah, I remember being out the front of the PE staff room and getting in trouble. Like I, the guy, a guy like a teacher pulled me up about selling the CDs, and I had like a bit of a running battle with this guy because um, he. Basically, his name was uh, his name was Mr. Reed, right? He was a PE teacher, and we we're playing. Uh, he actually used to play AFL for the Swans. So, whenever whenever we didn't want to do anything, we'd go to class, and uh, there was this video called Biff's Bumps and Brawlers, and it was like a best of like fights and big hits from the AFL, and he was in it, and we'd always be like, "Oh, Mr. Reed, put it on." And he'd be like, no, guys, got to do got to do work, guys. And we'd be like, nah, put it on, show us. And he's like, all right, one time. And then we'd watch it and he'd be like, oh, show us again. And it'd just be rowdy, rowdy, rowdy and he'd never learn anything. But um, I remember this one time we were playing baseball, right? We were playing baseball and um, playing baseball and I'm batting. And he's the umpire. And all the people in my grade are you know, uh, playing outfield on the bases, whatever. And I just absolutely smashed it. Just home run, went past the cones where the home run barrier was. Just absolutely love life. So I just started just showboating, right? Just showboating around the bases. Showboating, showboating, showboating. Get past third base. Someone tags me with the ball. And uh, Mr. Reed goes, he's out. And I was like, nah, that was a home run. Like, I hit it so far, it went past the cones. That's a home run. And he was like, nah, you've still got to make it home. And I was like, no, you don't. That's not how, like, in, like, a normal baseball game, like, if they hit it out of the park, it's just a home run, and they just trot around and be like, yeah, I'm the best, right? But uh, he goes, no, 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 you're out. And I just go, get fucked. And he was like, what? I go, get fucked. He goes, what did you say? I was like, you heard me. He goes, I want you to go up to my office right now and write down on a piece of paper what you said to me 20 times. He's like making me write lines, which was an amazing form of punishment in high school. But I remember just sitting there and I was like, I'm just going to have some fun with this. So I just said to him, I was like, you want me to go up to your office, get a piece of paper and a pen, and you want me to write, get fucked 20 times. And you could see in his eyes... You see in his eyes at that point, he was like, oh, I've made a mistake here um, because this kid is probably going to run with it. And uh, he was like, but he'd already made his bed, right? So he was like, yes, go up there and write it down. So I like, like, okay, whatever. And then like, as I was walking up there, I was like, I was having the whole conversation. Like remember writing lines where uh, you're like, oh, is it easier? Is it easier to just write the first word of everyone and then the second word? So like you'd write like, Get, 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 get. And they're like, fuck, 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 fuck. Is that easier or is it better to just be like, get fucked, get fucked, get fucked. So I was thinking about that the whole walk up. I get up there and the head teacher's there and it's like, what are you doing here? I was like, oh, Mr. Reed sent me here. He wants me to write some lines. Okay, no worries. Grab a pen and a paper. And I just start writing lines. And it's just, you know, get fucked, get fucked, get fucked, get fucked. And, uh, the head teacher comes over and goes like, Mitch, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm just writing lines. It's like, don't write that kind of stuff. Like, what are you doing? Like, don't do that. And I was like, that's what Mr. Reed told me to write. He's like, he told, told you to write that. 
And I was like, yep. Yeah. Like I, t- I said that to him and he said, go up there and write it down. And uh, the head teacher was just like, okay, um, we'll stop, write- stop writing that. Um, stop doing it. I was like, no, no, no. Like I, I should keep, I'll keep going. It's what Mr. Reed wanted. Uh, he wanted it 20 times. So I better keep going. And um, then eventually the class finishes, Mr. Reed comes back and the head teacher's like, so-and-so, I can't remember his name, but so-and-so, did you tell Mitch to write that? And he was like, uh, yep, yeah, yeah. um, he said it to me. And uh, I, I just said to him, I was like, you go up there and you write down what you said to me. And uh, she was like, I remember she was like, you don't think that's a, you don't think that's encouraging him at all? And I'm just sitting there just loving life, just like, you know, like I've, I've just done like a big, I've just done a big G, like I've just done a big tail on my G and I'm like, oh, that's my, that's my Mona Lisa right there. You know what I mean? Like that's the best one I've ever done. And I'm just looking at it. It's like, it's literally just get fuck, get fuck, get fuck, get fuck 20 times. And then it's like, I can hear them fighting about it. And it's like, the head teacher's like, just, just throw the piece of paper out, give him a detention. And, uh, and then I just went over and was like, uh, here you are, sir. And just like unveiled it to him. And he crumpled it up and threw it in the bin and then I had a detention but I think I was the winner you know what I mean like I had a lot of fun uh I had a great time and I think Mr. Reed probably got in trouble which is funny to me um but yeah I'm sorry that I told you to get fucked but in hindsight it's uh it was a home run and you know it so uh don't don't ever try and pull that again but uh yeah that's my, that's my, that's my school stuff. You know I mean? Like I'm, I'm missing school. I'm loving school. I, uh, <clears throat> some dumb stuff used to happen in school. It's crazy. It's crazy. I always think about like, like your, uh, like your advisor, like, you know, or like your career's advisor. Like there's that age old sort of joke. It's like whoever is like, when they're growing up, they're like, I'm going to be a careers advisor. Like, no one ever thinks they're going to be a careers advisor. It's like, no one ever thinks, like, no one ever thinks they're ever going to be, like, you know, like the, the, like the fireys, right? Like, like the fiery that just talks on television about how bad the fires are. Like, no one's ever like, I want to be that fiery. Or, like, the cops that, like, talk on, to, like, that just say, just people that obviously have, like, zero media training, like, like our boy ScoMo, who's absolutely just shit in the bed at the moment. But like, I saw um, a thing the other day, and I'll see if I can find the the video to link it. But it's basically is a there was a in America there was a lady who uh, her daughter right her daughter was coming home from college, and she wanted to surprise her mum. Didn't tell her she was coming home from college. Wanted to surprise her mum that she was coming back for the holidays. And uh, when she came into the house, the mum uh, thought it was an intruder and she shot her. Um, and uh, the girl's the girl's fine. Uh, I think it like went through her arm and like blew her wrist out and stuff. But the thing that killed me the most about it all was watching like a press conference from a police officer afterwards who was talking about the whole thing. And he was saying, uh, he was like, you see, like, everyone's going to make fun of this lady. Everyone's going to make fun of this lady because she, you know, she shot her daughter. But this was a woman that was worried. You know, she thought her life was un, uh, under threat. So she reacted, right? It's like, the thing we can take away from this is that we just need to be more vigilant. Well, you need to take more precautions. If you, 
if you're going to, if you're coming into a room or anything like that, uh, say even if you're getting up in the middle of the night to get a glass of water, you should announce yourself. You should be like, it's just me. That's who it like, as was thinking about this, like, could you, yeah, imagine just sort of announcing, just announcing, it's like that girl, instead of trying to come home and secretly, you know, surprise her mum, she's back from college, she's going to be like, mum, like, it's just me, like, don't shoot, like, that's, that's what she's going to, no, that ruins the surprise, man, but this guy was like, to say even, even if you're going to get a glass of water, at a, like, imagine if, I don't know, just imagine now, like, I've got a baby, I've got a wife, and I grew up with my mum and dad, you can imagine it's the middle of the night, um, just instead of getting rid of guns, we implement a thing where it's like everyone just announces when they're doing stuff. It's like, so just the middle of the night, you'd be dead asleep and it's like, hi, yeah, it's just me. Just going for a piss. Just going to the toilet. Like, don't wait, don't shoot. Just going to get a glass of water. Like my mum, like if she didn't, I mean, if she didn't have a gun, she couldn't, but if she had a gun, she'd fucking kill me for waking her up that many times, right? But yeah, this, this guy, he's a... Uh, Interesting fella. I'm going to try and find that video and then maybe next episode we can superimpose it up here and I can have a bloody good laugh at him. How do you feel about that? I feel good about it. <laughs> Sick. Oh man. I think that's probably going to be the end of the first episode. That's, I got the, the sloth shirts on. I'm feeling good. I feel very good. Um, have you, have you had fun, Alvin? Have you had a good time? Oh, beautiful, man. I mean, I will obviously go to couples counseling you and I from now on just to talk about fucking Paul Blart. Um, didn't know about that, but, but that's, that's life, man. It's, no, thanks. Thanks, man. This has been, it's been good fun. I, uh, yeah. If, if people, if people liked it, please, you know, tell your friends. It's just the first episode. Like I'm just going to do a couple of solo episodes just to gauge, like to get you guys to intro, you know, learn who I am and, and learn about me. And then afterwards start getting some guests on. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're here. We're in our cute little studio. It's, it's good fun. We're going to try and do an episode every week and, uh, yeah, we'll just, we'll talk, but just, just thanks for coming along to the dead dad society. Um, just want to reiterate, you do not need a dead dad to come. Um, if you, if you do have a dead dad, then welcome my brothers. Uh, good to, good to have you. Um, I've been eating a lot of the sandwich platters myself, uh, still order them. You never know who's going to come to the meetings, but, uh, yeah. So guys, thanks for checking out episode one and, uh, yeah, if you liked it, subscribe, uh, if you didn't like it, whatever, all the best uh, for the rest of the year. And, um, yeah, thanks very much guys. Uh, my name's Mitch Carling and, um, I don't have a catchphrase yet. I'll think of a catchphrase. Do you think of a catchphrase? Uh, Does Paul Blart have a catchphrase? You'd fucking know. <laughs> You'd know, wouldn't you? Uh, fuck. Yeah, sick. This, no, he doesn't have one. Uh, oh, well, oh, well. <laughs> Thanks very much, guys. Bye-bye. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's coming down. Wow, wow, wow.